I've never had real bread until today. Fuck all of you. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. Rock on. Smoke on. Mwah. Do not tell me you've come here looking for pot. Oh, this is kind of interesting, but all right, I'm pretty high. It's good shit. Good shit, friends. Welcome, welcome. It's a special edition. Here again with another Bowls with Buds. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame Duh Lorian. Joining us in the bowl today is Lavish. Yo, what is going on, you guys? How's it going? <laughs> oh, much better now. All right. Got a little fiesta going in the bowl there. God, that's a that's a catchy little tune. I was dancing to it. Those pineapples there? Yeah, let's use them back. Yeah, yeah. Ooh! Ooh! Oh, yeah. Mm. I'll get the liquor and the, the weed going. That Ooh, guy's damn. probably a dancer. You can see him shaking around. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining us, Lavish. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I'm so glad we, we've known each other for a little while. We've never chatted in this uh, in this sense before. It's true. And uh, yeah, and now I'm high. So well, then it's perfect. It's like uh, it's like you're ready. You ready uh, in yeah. the you you're uh, in the bowl. You're a little stoned. Oh yeah. We're just we'll here with do. our buds, so you know. Uh, for everybody joining, uh, might be new to the format. We do bolts with buds now every once in a while, whenever our guests can schedule it. And we've just about been lining one up every week for the past month, which is pretty exciting. Our schedules have allowed us to do that. And uh, basically, we just have a guest on. We talk a little bit about the origins of getting stoned and uh, just getting to know, you know, our buds. Always gets an interesting conversation going. So, uh, in the beginning. Yes. It was weed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I always found it funny coming up in the weed movement. I think we talked a little bit on the last episode of how crap a job the weed movement has done making the conservative appeal and the conservative argument. But uh, it's the very first chapter in the very first book of the Bible, uh, Genesis in the Bible, where... When God created the entire world, he gave all of the seed-bearing plants and fruit-bearing trees to man. Right there up at the beginning in the front. So you don't even have to really read that far. First chapter. Right there. 127, I believe. Genesis 127. If my memory serves me, which it rarely does, but... uh, Thanks, God. (laughs) (laughs) He giveth and he taketh away. What a dude. What a guy. Or or gal. Or or androgynous force. Whatever. What a universal spiritual power. Yeah. Fuck fuck that guy. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. Um, Origins. I always try to start, uh, at least if it's the first time a guest is on, we're talking about, like, how we met one another or, like, what our, you know... What our stories are. Um, we met each other, I guess, through IRC. Yeah. Which is 
is where I dwell most of the time. That seems to be where I where I get my bread and butter with this no agenda uh, community. No doubt. Now, and uh, do you just spend time on the zero node of IRC, or how do you usually IRC? Are there other uh, IRC uh, networks that you troll around I know that, in? Or I've seen that you know people like Blitz and those guys. They've got just you know whole books full of different communities that they go to and stuff. But for me, it's just zero node. Right on. And it's it's more of just like a background thing. Like you just have it going, you know. Yep, that's how I have too. Yeah. If, in fact, we had uh, we had some trouble getting this scheduled just because my dumb ass wasn't seeing your direct replies. <laughs> so I would like send you a message and then wander off somewhere mm-hmm. for maybe yeah, a day. <laughs> too many tabs. I know the. I know what happens. Yeah, you got so many things going yeah. on. I got. On the left, my Kiwi looks like, uh, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 channels are open. And then I'm silly enough to keep DMs open below that. So there's six, and I thinned them out before the show, and then there's like six. Uh, so, so there's yeah. other people trying to get a hold of you too, other than me? Yeah. Like, In uh, fact, I'm glad I even uh, talked about it a little bit, because I see a new one. I promise <laughs> I will reply to you. <laughs> uh, but I clicked on it, so the red number went away. Well, we all have a hundred ways of getting hold. Like, I just went to No Agenda Social and contacted you. I was like, hey, you sure? Or whatever. We got yep. five different ways to, to bug each other. That's what's nice, yeah. It's like, there are if many ways to get a hold of me. If one doesn't work, just try the next one. Yeah. And so, then, of course, just get Lorian involved, you know. Once, once you get, you know, you get two people involved, then it's like. Exactly. Yeah, there's no escape. <laughs> there's no escaping. So the first time I actually heard you, because we, we did chat a bit in the IRC for a while, mm. but then it was when you went on the Hog Story. Uh-huh. That was your the like hog story. vocal <laughs> debut. The Hog Story. <laughs> the El Hog Storino. Hog yes. Story. Very important story. <laughs> Big story. Uh, <laughs> that, by the way, is such a great mix. <laughs> that whole... Uh, Carolyn, thank you, darling. That whole thing is fucking awesome. Carolyn, um, thank you, darling. <laughs> I have uh, a R. little 16 square set up still because I just... I like fresh air, motherfucker. I like to be able to go to that kind of thing. Motherfucker. Because Hog Story uh, comes up conversationally, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a great... It's a... To me, I think it's probably one of the bigger ones that's around nowadays. And a lot of people hang out there on, on the Hog Story. No doubt. And... Uh, there's a lot of uh, overlap over there. There's no doubt about it. They were going hog wild. Very important story. Certain <laughs> things I just say in my regular life, like outside to myself, there are four or five go-tos that I quote all the time, and that's one of them. <laughs> Very important story. <laughs> Very important story. <laughs> For some reason, it comes up a lot. That's funny. But I, yeah, I, I just... I keep listening to all these different shows. I just, I, in the beginning, there was just no agenda. Yep. And then I discovered the troll room, and then it was all over. And then from yeah. there, it, now I've got like my whole week filled. The troll room is like a black hole that will just, oh. if you let it, suck your time right out of your week. Which, in a good way, though. I mean, uh, compared to the dumb shit I was wasting my time on before. Oh, it's a thousand times better than Facebook. No or, doubt. No doubt you know, at all. Et cetera. Oh, my God. Deleted my I bird even know agenda social. You 
Yeah. What's that? I deleted my bird shite well, account. Delete everything. Back in December. Twitter's the exact opposite. It's just the fakest, most intensely disgusting <laughs> place. Yeah, no doubt. On the planet. <laughs> and uh it overwhelms me. I was on it for about three months and then got off. And for no agenda social, it's like I'm not really into that sort of a thing. I like chat rooms. Chat rooms and, is uh, fun. Yeah. Because something could happen, and then, like, good or bad, it's like, it scrolls off the screen, you know? Yeah. It's only what's going on right now. And we can be anonymous, and it's not just, like, whatever, who cares? Yeah. And I don't have to post pictures of stuff, which I never like doing. Like, Instagram. I don't like posting pictures of things. No pictures, man. You know, I like looking at them, but some people, they like to fucking... Post pictures of shit all day long. I like pictures. I like posting pictures. I can't lie. Yeah. I can't pretend there's, I don't. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Pictures are cool. Pictures. Sorry, pictures. I'd like to give a, an official <laughs> apology to pictures. I said something I mean. very culturally insensitive to pictures just now. <laughs> Before they cancel me, I'd like to fucking apologize. Sorry about that. Pictures said, Lavish! <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> and I'm talking about God here. God. <laughs> now you keep uh, bringing up God. Uh, can you show us where on the doll the God hurt you? Oh, can I? <laughs> oh, well, we could start with the hearing about weed, like education. So most of our guests, bef- and you know, most people I talk to in my time, were taught and told about weed and uh, maybe warned about weed before they ever really saw it in real life. So mm-hmm. when was the first time you were kind of told about weed and like, how did that go down? Dare. Yeah. It all goes back to dare. Did you guys have dare growing up? Well, I was homeschooled for five years, so I missed oh, okay. the, I missed fourth through eighth grade. And I think fourth grade was dare. Something like that. I got it in middle school and I switched out of private school into public school in middle school. So uh, they caught me. <laughs> they they got you with the dare. That's the class. Yeah, I went to public school my whole life, and I got it in uh, in middle school. I think maybe in like the sixth grade or grade six, as the Canadians say. And uh, it was dare, and there was like a. I was really into it in, early on. I was anti weed. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to drink. And then one year later, I was drinking like a fish. Oh man. And I started drinking about like 13, 14. It wasn't like crazy, crazy, but it was like, you know, we'd party and stuff. And then... Like a sane fish. Yeah, like a, you know, a, a, a frog that spends half their time in the... Okay. I, I don't know. And the weed stuff, I was like, I'm not going to do that because I know I'm going to get hooked to it. <laughs> so I just didn't... There's certain things in life I just avoid because I know it'll fuck me. Like yeah. World of Warcraft... <laughs> I just avoided it altogether. I was like, that's going to fucking take years of my life away. Fuck I've, that. I have never played Skyrim for a similar reason. Oh, Skyrim took... Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah. I've done Skyrim's all the Fallout fun. stuff, and I figured if I did Skyrim, I'd have to do a lot of other ones, too. I played like oh. a tiny bit of... I believe it was Morrowind. Morrowind I played for a lot of time when it, was, when it first came out. All those games. Those Elder Scroll games have taken... Months of my life. I, I played it just at a friend's house, so that's like the safe way to do it. Like how I played Pokemon as a kid. My mom, my mm-hmm. parents didn't let me play Pokemon. That's weak. Cause, uh, cause of the evolution factor. 
Oh, that's that's why they got you on it. You can believe that, yeah. But it's like a fictional evolution. It's not even. I know. It's like they go boy, wee, 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 yeah, and then they fight each other. I don't know. That's anyway. You know. But you asking me to put logic in here, and I. (laughs) Hey, it's a a tall ask, man. Uh, it happens with with those sometimes, but now with with the weed, my mom. (laughs) <laughs> by proxy all she did was play fucking pokemon for like three years holy shit she she would like be on the elliptical in our living room yeah. <laughs> just crush so much pokemon yeah yeah with the game boy holy to man. the point where she, my friends would come over from school and she would fucking whoop all of us <laughs> like she had all the best shit she had she gave me a level 102 gengar once out of pity oh my god just like, here you go <laughs> Like I that. got That's a my mom. <laughs> couple of Pokemon cards out of pity, and I can't really remember all of them, but I remember one was Bellsprout. My oh, friend, there you go. My friend gave me a Bellsprout card because I wasn't allowed to play it, and I didn't have any cards. He was like, oh, well, here, I'll give you this one. It's really good. And I was like, okay. And I looked at it, and it was like a gay-looking plant, and I was like, I don't, dog shit. I don't think yeah. this is very good, but I appreciate the... <laughs> Gesture, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just giving cards to friends. What, what can you do? Yeah, for, you know. For me, there was only one solid year or two solid years, I think, where that was the shit. Everybody had cards. Yeah, everybody they had them in the like, fucking binders full of them. Oh, yeah. My my most treasured one was a Zapdos. And that I still, like, to this day, I'm like <laughs> a grown adult with a house, and I still think about, like, my Zapdos. It's it's a fucking weird thing. Uh, Did you eventually get rid of them all, or did they just end up disappearing? I just lose. I lose everything. Uh, yeah. There's no fucking way. Uh, Some yeah. cards were gonna make it. You know. I lose a lot of stuff. <laughs> I lose so much shit. My dad it's, had a epic like baseball and football card collection though that he gave me when I was a kid, and that I still have all organized around, but only because uh, I like. Put them in those binders like I was talking about, and then I put them in a Tupperware and like preserve them. Mm-hmm. They're your babies. Lock them away. Yeah, that's got some like things a make it. Terry Bradshaw rookie card and a Roger oh, yeah. Staubach rookie card and different, really pretty cool stuff. That's really awesome. That's... I haven't looked at the values of them lately, but like when I was a kid, they were like one card would be like a hundred bucks or a hundred and fifty bucks, and you'd be like, "Yeah, dude." <laughs> <laughs> Primo Minto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't even check. Just keep them forever. And then one day they'll be like, Oh, that rookie Terry Bradshaw I'll give you ten grand for it. Open it up and look at all the moths that have like <laughs> <laughs> somehow made babies in my fucking precious rubber made tub. No Little baby cards. Oh my god. They're <laughs> breeding. Evolution. So the uh, old Dare. Dare didn't So Dare uh, Dare didn't probably keep you away, huh? When when did you uh how long was it from when you got the dare to when you got the real dare to smoke some weed. <laughs> I I went a solid five years of from 13 to 18. 13 is when dare happened. Yep. I started drinking around then, but I, but I didn't smoke and I explicitly didn't smoke. I avoided it because I was really an ambitious kid. Sure. And I, I was really bad in school, but I really had a lot of other things that I was interested in. And that were, you know, vaguely, I guess, intellectual or 
whatever. I needed to, I needed to concentrate and I knew that weed would fuck me. And, uh, on music and stuff, ironically enough, music and, and certain things like that. But I waited in, until I was 18. Cause like I said, I knew I'd get hooked. And sure. I knew that once I started doing it, that's, that would be something that I would do. Be like your you know? thing and all bets would be off. Yeah. So I, I waited and waited. And then finally when I graduated high school, Oh, and I wanted to graduate high school, and I knew if I smoked weed, I wouldn't fucking graduate high school. <laughs> that was another big one, too, and I really wanted to do that. Yeah. So as soon as I graduated high school, I asked my cousin for a little weed, my older cousin, and me and my three best friends, we went to my, my buddy's apartment. He lived behind a Safeway, and we went in there, and we got so fucking high and just had one of the all-time nights of my life, you know, playing Super Smash Brothers. Oh, no doubt. And that was my first weed experience. It was just this great, great evening that I had with some good friends. That sounds and, perfect. And then I went to college, and from then on, it just fucking hit the hit the ground running. I started doing everything after that. Not everything, but yeah, yeah. psychedelics and yep. things like that. That's what's funny, too, about the psych realm, is there's so many different fucking... Then you start getting you know, finding out about research chems, and then you find out about there's just like so many. There's like a nonstop. I mean, even Shulgin couldn't try them all, and he invented like eighty <laughs> percent of them or some shit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, there are a lot of scientist funny. types that stay away from that shit because they think it'll change them or it will ruin their minds in some way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I, I totally see that, you know, I, I, I understand that sort of a uh, fear. Yeah, no doubt. It's possible. It's not it's the, entirely possible. Not something you play with, uh, lightly or without, you know, doing your research first, that's for sure. Yeah. Or just reckless abandon. First time I ever did acid, I did it with four other dudes and one of those dudes went nuts and had to move back home to Maine. Damn. And that was just like, and the rest of us had a great time. <laughs> like, it was fucking weird. And so some, it's just some people have a bad reaction to it. And some people um, have a more fortified mind, I guess, or, or they're wired differently. Or maybe they even have a party gene that just helps them out with that situations could be, like that. Yeah, just like some brain padding or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can do 10 shots and you can do acid and you can be okay. You know, you're all right. Yeah. But... Some people, that you know, they just can't, yeah. They're not quite alive right after. Yeah. yeah. You gotta wonder if there's some kind of a Pandora's box that's been locked away that acid might have busted open and just, cry, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, for me, I'm very comfortable with myself. Even, like, <laughs> the weird, disturbing, ooky bits, you know? Like, stuff that I won't talk about out loud, but I can parse myself inside, you know? Like, Mm-mm. And I feel like if you're not there, you probably should stay away from psychedelics, you know? Like, you, you have to have hard. some level of peace with yourself. Yeah, it's very, hard. Yeah. It's very hard to hide. Oh, it's impossible. <laughs> once you, it's once impossible. you're <laughs> peeking out, you know, it's some crispy L. It's just like, it's you like, ready? You ready to see like, your thing? Oh. <laughs> oh, that shit from your past you've been ignoring. Well, you can't ignore that anymore, bitch. Oh, did you have a shitty day? Do you not want to actually do this in the first place? Well, you're going to have a great couple of hours. You should have thought about that. <laughs> um, any, yeah. so this might, uh, this question I'm interested to hear your answer because since you like really started in earnest 
in college and even started at the beginning after you graduated high school. Do you ever have any uh, close calls of busts or like not just with like the cops, but school or parents? But I'm guessing like probably not a lot of parents. I didn't have to worry about parents. If your mom's kicking your ass at uh, Pokemon, she's probably also just blowing joints in your face like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) No, surprisingly, both my parents don't smoke weed. And they never have smoked weed as as long as I've been alive. Interesting. They're both drinkers, um, yeah. but they don't they don't do any drugs of any kind. So so I didn't have it around growing up, which is a big part of it, I think. Yeah. Um, and then I think maybe there's an extreme where if you grow up, say, in a religious background and you have no exposure to it, that will drive you to it, right? There's the taboo element of it. Sure. Yeah. But for me, it was an ambivalent attitude. It was like. My my parents didn't want my dad is in particular didn't want me to smoke weed, but he you know wouldn't have given a shit I don't think ultimately yeah at the time and he and he certainly hasn't given a shit since I've started sure and he wasn't like always just talking about how bad it was or anything no and, and like one time he thought that I was high and he yelled at me and I was like I'm not high <laughs> I like you're gonna, you're gonna yell at me for being in trouble with something I didn't even fucking do yeah like if I was high I'd fess up to it right now and I'm not but with close calls I mean sure campus police back in the day oh those bastards before the days of uh weed maps and dispensaries and deliveries and shit you had to do it the old-fashioned way you had to hit the bricks bitch you had to fucking go fishing and you'd go to the designated smoking areas of the dorms or whatever and just start asking around for it hey can i walk you home can i walk you home have you, have you seen that the fucking that's a john mulaney uh bill clinton bit oh i've not uh, seen that carolyn blaney might get that that reference but he's talking about clinton when he's like at college and he just stood outside the li- library all day asking girls hey can i take you home can i walk you home can i walk you home <laughs> so that's what I was doing. Hey, you got any weed? You got any weed? And uh, and I did that for years. <laughs> and then it's, they legalized it. That's nice, isn't it? Like, do you think the kids will just ever appreciate fully <laughs> the bullshit that used to be? Uber is the one thing I'm pissed that wasn't around when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> the amount of shit that my little brother could do in high school with Uber that I couldn't do is just unreal when you have the the actual comparison that like is anytime wild. you want you anytime you want to skip school go to a girlfriend's house go to a party do it fucking just call one up if you if you've got access to a credit card or something but damn dude that would have been nice to have had no doubt just zip you around with like very little consequence yeah no you know can, dad can you come pick me up oh god it's gone yeah that's it, wild I guess, in a way, if you can afford it. <laughs> sure. Those Ubers fucking rack up. But now, nah, weed was was an awesome, uh, uh, an awesome thing to get introduced to. And and as far as run-ins and getting in trouble for it, I, no one ever really. I never really got in trouble for it. And I, I went to college in San Francisco, so like you know, everybody's. You got people on the fucking sidewalk shooting up heroin. So <laughs> must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, yeah, can, you got, can walk around and smoke a joint. And no one gives a shit. Bigger problems than the old uh, joint burning. Yeah, you can walk through downtown smoking a joint if you wanted to. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we still don't quite have it like that here, but uh, pretty soon. 
there are dispensaries opening up within the past year. That's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Is they're finally like open and selling stuff to people with cards. Is it, uh, how long has it been recreationally legal over there? It's not. It's not. It's still. just it's medical. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's still medi. It, and it, you both have cards? Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm, I just don't I've feel I've never been like, a card guy uh, either. Yeah. You know, we just have this, uh, the beautiful thing about this hemp stuff that they keep selling at every gas station is that they tell me it's 50 state legal, so, you know, who needs a card? We just, uh, we just smoke all of that, let's say. <laughs> <clears throat> you guys don't have a little crop going yet? I mean, <laughs> weed has been legal at, at, at my house for well over a decade now. Mm-hmm. But then you step outside and people get all fucking sideways about it. I don't understand, man. Just come in, look, come in here. It's fine. Look, it's fine. <laughs> you know. Uh, with cultural stuff, I know you're a musician. Uh, any favorite movies or music when you started smoking that just kind of like bring you right back to that f- kind of young stoned feeling? Uh, that's I like that. Uh, I was a big movie head before I smoked weed, and w- after I started smoking weed, what I got into was television shows. Okay. And that was like in the days of like, it was a couple years after Lost ended. Gotcha. And Dexter was going and all that. And there was a lot of t- TV to watch. And I would get fucking just so high and skip class with my buddy, who I lived with, one of my best friends from high school. And we would get so high and we would crush. We watched all of Lost in like seven weeks or something, which if you know, Lost is like six to seven seasons and each one of them has like an average of 21 episodes and they're all an hour long. <laughs> yeah, I know it takes forever. It's like an epic. I haven't watched Lost myself, but I've had good friends who were like Lost Heads or whatever you call those people. Whatever you I, call you people. I don't know what, what we What do you mean, you people? Losties. Losters. Uh, it was... Uh, it was a great it was a great show and and that's when i see that i just think of all of the stupid high shit that we would say while watching that show (laughs) and dexter like that first season in particular they have all these catchphrases like don't tell me what i can't do and all the stupid shit that it's just it's so it's so lost now (laughs) (laughs) but I think that era of TV, Dexter, all that shit, that reminds me of, of skipping class and getting high nice. in my little in my little <laughs> room, <laughs> and in uh, certain video games too, like I crushed Dragon or Dragon Age Origins, I think, around that time, stuff like that, and then uh, music, all all of all the music I was getting into in that time, was Psytrance. That was the era of Psytrance. Okay, right before. Dubstep hit the scene and Skrillex was was a huge yep. was the biggest thing in the techno electronic world, um, and so that's when I really shifted from being into rock and blues and funk and then starting to listen to electronic music and going to shows electronic shows in the city and just doing drugs <laughs> and going <laughs> to that you know it was a rave scene I guess but. Ooh, drum and the bass. more serious what one. is drum and bass yeah I had a little drum and bass phase for like three months got over that uh yeah that I, that's reminds me of all that I remember the first time I ever heard dubstep at all was my 
real good buddy. We both worked at Taco Bell. He like played it this Pikachu like uh, dubstep mashup, and then that was like a some Beatles cover that had been done in a dubstep. And he was like, "This is gonna take over. Just you wait." <laughs> there was that. There was that moment where everyone was like, "This is it." The the one time I went to Burning Man, I went to Burning Man in 2010. Ooh. And I that that was dubstep right before Skrillex, and everybody was playing that shit, and everybody was going nuts. And then as soon as we got back, it was everywhere. Yeah. And then it ruined itself. And uh, as as all things that get too fully discovered <laughs> happens, I guess. It wasn't a you know it was a cool thing, but it's a novelty. I remember it's, when I. The first time I ever went to Portland was like 2009, I want to say nine. And I was like really impressed with the city and everything. And as I was riding the tram, the guy (laughs) sitting in front of us turned around and he was like, yeah, okay, it's a great city. Just don't tell any of your friends. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, he, I think he didn't discourage enough people. I have friends out there, um... Who were like, man, Portland is not where it's at right now. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what. If if you, I've been to Portland a bunch, and it's fun if you know what to do and where to go and if you have people with you. But I, I love the coast. The Oregon coast is so gorgeous. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then you can get away from most of the shitheads, guaranteed. Well, you can get away from the weird hippies and go out to... Salem or go to Ashland and see some great theater. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw like a mob of food trucks too was out there. <laughs> Portland? Yep. Now that's in this city too. Like we have food trucks all over the place in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's like every city will have food trucks. But that used to be weird, man. Yeah, because people used to be able to afford to just have a space. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's but true, those man. days are over. No doubt. <laughs> you got to fucking operate out of a little red wagon now if you're going to make it. Yeah. You got to uh, be able to put the leftover grease from the grease trap right into the gas tank and drive out of there at the end, that's of, the, right. <laughs> at the, end of the shift. It's a self-sustaining system. <laughs> <laughs> um, any go-to yeah. like munchies or snacks or drinks when you're just baked and then you get that need, you get the urge to splurge. My greatest weakness and my greatest shame uh, is my love for Chinese food. <laughs> like shitty, you know, greasy, yeah. soy-stained fucking Chinese food. That thick, thick sauce with all the fucking cornstarch. Uh, that that sugar chicken with the sugar pork and the sugar mm-hmm. rice is my favorite. General uh, Titty's Tao Chicken. <laughs> Kung Pao right in your fucking... You just eat that for lunch and it's like, ah, my day is ruined. (laughs) I cannot do anything now. Uh, That's... I try not to do that so much. Uh, I I love cooking, though. And so that's my... I try to, like, save grace there. Like, if I'm going to make Chinese or I'm going to make something, I'll make it myself. And that way, at least it's a little healthier. But fucking munchies are, are brutal, man. It can be wild. I remember I thought I was like the king of Kazam when I was first smoking out and our buddies were over. And then I was like, we can make pizza bagels, but like 
on real bagels. And then we, because we had bagels here. And we had those shitty frozen pizza bagels. And I was like, no, man, no. Let's get giant pizza bagels. But it's actually like a real pizza bagel. That's it. And you just slap the sauce on and the cheese and the, I put a little garlic butter. And then the sauce and then the cheese and then the ronies. Oh my God. Just broil them. Broil them and sit there watching them stoned as fuck. Watching I, them bubble up and you're just like, I, your mouth's I picture like gate. cavemen in Italy doing that. <laughs> like, like primitive wine. They're just like, wait a minute. What if we fucking put cheese on the bread and we put some shit on the cheese? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the oldest thing mankind's ever done. Yep. Fucking be like, pizza bagels? Yeah. Pizza bagels, dude. I thought it was oh, like yeah. original, like groundbreaking or some stupid <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? It was tr- like, no, you're transcending into the into your true form. I think a, so, yeah. I'm honoring my ancestors. Correct. As uh, I'm also like seeing through the bullshit of like, the pizza bagel industry and what they lied to me about what a pizza bagel really was. Like I was never exposed to real pizza bagels, you know. They fucking lied to you, man. Just had their Your whole life fucking bag of frozen forty two in a bag, crunchy ass, bland, little cube of pepperoni. Like, okay, what's a cube of pepperoni, man? Oh, what is that little thing? It's an abomination, is what it is. Like yeah, pepperoni's a big circle, man. <laughs> the bigger the circle, the realer the pepperoni. I go How to the deli, I'm like, like, give me that pepperoni, man. Slice and dice, baby. Yes. You gotta have nah, it. They fucking lied to us. They fucking lied to us, man. That's true. I've had real bread before. I, I went to this place once across the Atlantic Ocean Ooh. in France, and they, I had bread there, and I was just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got pissed. I was so pissed. I was like, fuck this. Fuck you guys. I've never had real bread until today. Fuck all of you. Oh my God. I hate the French so much. What's the deal with bread here? Because isn't it like killing us? Yeah. I feel like I hear little bits and... Because it's made with dick flour. It's made with dick flour. Yeah. Made from the fucking... I was going to say some gross shit. I'm just going to say it's bad. I've been... uh, no agenda triggered me and I've been like looking at what has high fructose corn syrup lately that I put in myself. Just like everything liquid that I put in myself. Everything ever. Everything liquid for sure. And then most other things too. And so you have some bread that legitimately doesn't have any fucking corn in it. It's just made out of like flour that these beautiful blonde French women ground in the fields with their fucking perfect hands. Woo! And, you know, they made it with water from fucking God's urethra. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, eating See, this. See, so, you know, God's not that bad of a guy. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. He brings the uh, urethra water, you know? She's great. I love God. <laughs> she's uh, she's the one for me. She's the one, the only one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bread wetter. <laughs> as as my friend uh, Jose would say, I smell pawn. Uh. <laughs> oh me oh my! Um, strains. Any favorite? Just knock out of the park strains that you've had, or and also 
You indica guy or sativa guy? <laughs> I'm just cracking up at Quirkass. You smell poon. I love you, Quirkass. <laughs> she she knows exactly what's going on. Got a nose for it. Uh, <laughs> my my favorite strain when I was a newbie was Blue Dream. I love Blue Dream. Definitely. Blue Dream has like always been my classic go-to because it it's a an active high, which is cool, but it's still stony. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love I love um, citrusy stuff. I guess the most well-known strain would be like a Pineapple Express, whatever that means. Sure. But I love that shit. I love this. I love it when my weed smells good. Definitely. I like value that so like much. Like when you when the kid walks into the house, you know, and you're like, "What's he got this week?" But he hasn't even like unzipped his backpack, and then your house already stinks. You're like, "Dude." Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. The That's, potency is one thing, and then just uh, the actual aroma. What does it smell like? Does it smell like fucking glue? Does it smell like, uh, you know, pine trees? Does it smell like an orange? <laughs> These are the things that, that keep yeah. me up at night. I always love the <laughs> Kimmy's, like the Diesels and the Kim Dog, and the ones where you're just like, whew. Yeah. She's got yeah. fumes coming mm-hmm. off it. The heavy Indicas, yeah. The Afghanis and the purples. I love purple. The color, of course, is really, really sh- striking, especially when it'll have like bright orange um, little hairs on it, I guess is what Hell I yeah. call them. Yeah. How about you guys? Do you, so you guys like the Indicas? You prefer Indicas? I was always like all around the spectrum, but mo- more Indica side. Yeah. And then I mm, prefer Indica for sure. Lorian, like, baptize me in the church of indica <laughs> oh yes uh just made me like prefer it more so i'm probably like an 80 percent indica guy nowadays mm-hmm. but some hard hitters there's you know? always some nice thing about a sativa when you're like hitting the bricks and you got to do something yeah jack Harrow was just mm. my all-time favorite of mm. ever that's like that one's kind of hard to cultivate yeah it's a pain in the butane but it's it's good shit. Which is like the polar opposite of Blue Dream. That's why like Blue Dream is so hot when the you know Cali market was starting to pop legal and um, you guys have been medi for ages. But Medical forever. We but we were we weren't recreational until surprisingly recently. Mm-hmm. Well, like 2015, I would say it was like that. That medical industry was all entrenched, and they didn't want anybody changing the rules and expanding it. And, yeah, that's typical it, California. It made just a lot of sense. Whoever gets a foothold just starts fucking other people immediately. Yeah. It's so corrupt here. Like every <laughs> every new law or new move of the puzzle is like everyone's like, "Well, this is what I lose if that happens." It's like this whole state is run by rule by litigation. Like it's like the nothing gets done until a group of lawyers pull their resources together and figure they want to win at something. And the only way that it gets undone is if you can get another group of lawyers to, <laughs> to battle them. And that's how everything gets done in the state. And I've worked with a lot of lawyers. Uh, not a lot, but I've, I've talked to a couple of lawyers in this specific field of, of trying to get weed going. Most of them are from L.A. Because that's really where the massive California weed industry is. Sure. I mean, the, that's where they, all they, the weed everything. entertainment... Uh... They they must sell more weed just in the L.A. area and L.A. County than they do probably in half the country, you know. It's got to be just a hell of a lot, yeah. A shitload of people. Everybody there smokes weed. They're all dipshits. I hate L.A. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I've never been to L.A. proper, but I've I, the closest I think I've got is San Bernardino. Oh, I almost went to school there. I'm I'm, glad I didn't. That's when we went to the the medical cannabis cup. Mm-hmm. Lori and I won tickets to that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've heard you guys talk about that a couple of times. That was your one of your West Coast experiences. Yep, coming through here. Yeah, it was fun because we got to drive through uh, Vegas, even though we didn't stop and do anything. You know, mm-hmm. just seeing it and having, you go down like, the strip. No, we just drove by on the highway, so we just kind of saw right. everything from the probably would have added like I don't know, maybe twenty minutes or something or thirty to our uh-huh. already crazy trip if we would have. Got off, but we did get gas in Prim, which was cooler to me because of the Fallout shit, you know, Fallout New Vegas, and I've been playing that lately. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, this is actually here! Oh my god, look, look the hotel with a roller coaster, <laughs> <laughs> the big dinosaur." <laughs> yeah, the big dinosaur, man. Yeah, Novak. I was like, "Dude, I've shot dudes from up there in that dinosaur." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "This is my motel room right here. This uh-huh. is where I got my safe of shit." <laughs> no doubt, man. Yeah, I I went to Vegas on my 21st birthday with my dad and a buddy, a couple of buddies, and uh, I I thought I was cool. I saw a side of my dad I've never seen before, <laughs> and I never will ever again. It was just like a one-off thing. Just Vegas dad. It was Vegas dad. My dad would we would party and drink and go down the strip and drink and drink and drink and then. We go to bed at like three in the morning, and then he'd be at my door at five in the morning. He'd be at my door two Damn. hours later. Pop, pop, pop! Get the fuck up! We'll fucking go. Da, da, da. And wow. Like, oh, God. <laughs> and it was like fuck, and we did that for three days. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> oh my That's God. leaning in all the way, man. And I was, I, I was blown out of the water, man. My old man is a uh, is a machine. That's awesome. But and then afterwards, he was like, well. Now, there's a picture of us all at the airport. There's like five of us. And we're all just like laying face down on the ground <laughs> in the terminal. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, Vegas. Well, yeah, we were playing New Vegas. I think it, half the people in the IRC are playing New Vegas right now. Fletcher's playing it. Uh, I'm playing it. Uh, I, I'm fucking thinking about replaying it, just hearing about you talking about it. It's fucking great. It's a great game. I think, honestly, that was my favorite of the fallouts. There was oh, a, so I have a soft spot for three because that was the first one I played, mm-hmm. and then four is cool, but it's like it's sometimes there's too much going on. Yeah, it's not as fun playing, but I have a soft spot for four just because it's in Boston. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And Lauren's sure. from out there, and I have family out there. Like, it's so weird the Boston connection for me because the first time I ever went out there was when I was like four or five. To see some uh, cousins and aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. and then I had a best friend from there who was like was at Mizzou freshman year, and then he was like a one semester wonder. They got into like a weird uh, altercation with the cops, um, and he got scared back home basically because he was like he never had to deal with any kind of like weed being illegal type shit, you know? <laughs> uh huh. Like it was pretty laid back in out east. Mm-hmm. Um, but not really as much here, especially back then. But um, and th- and then I end up meeting Lorian, you know. So I have a lot of fucking Boston ties. Mm. How long were you in Boston for, Lorian? Uh, I was born in Massachusetts, so I moved out here when I was seventeen. 
17 years. But aren't you a... Uh, oh, and I, no, you're all Chiefs fans now, right? You're, you all rep KC stuff. Yeah. 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 I was raised up a Packers fan because my old man's from Iowa. Okay. But I've also liked the Chiefs since I was a little kid, too, because they're everywhere, you know? Like, you grew up in Kansas City. Sure. And they're a great franchise. It was, it was like in the... It was like probably when I went to college that I started like feeling more a Chiefs fan than a Packers fan. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a no-brainer, you know? <laughs> now it's easy. The, yeah. For the first time in my life to be a Chiefs fan, it's like easy. Yeah, it was really easy being a Patriots fan. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I never watched sports growing up, so. Me neither. It took me, I didn't get into sports until I was in college. Yeah, same. Um, my dad has always been into it, so that's been like a you know, a way to have fun with him and stuff is the sports thing. I played a mm. few coming up, but I was never like spectacular at any particular one. Played baseball. I was a catcher, played basketball, usually point guard. Mm. Baseball. The thing I loved about baseball is base running where you get in like a pickle and then you start running back and forth and all the parents are like, Oh <laughs> fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> but then I would always get out of the pickles, but I loved getting in pickles, man. Well, then it's a mind game. Not yeah. only is it an athletic thing, but it's a mind game. You're trying to to outwit the uh, the baseman. Mm-hmm. Ba- baseball is my favorite game to play by far, and one of my favorite games. I played it for years, and uh, I I was a, a third baseman and a fielder. And for me, it was always about um, I had really good like depth perception, or I, I don't know. I, I always could tell where the ball was going. I, yeah. I was a good fielder. Nice. And, uh, but the, the culture of baseball is fun because you just half the time, most of the time you're just hanging out in the fucking dugout with the boys, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, a social thing where you just yep. fuck around a lot and then you go out and, you know, you, you either, uh, you either crush it somewhere or you don't and you, you take the walk of shame back. Yeah. I, there's, I love baseball. It's really fun. It is a great one. I feel like it's kind of like, uh. The warmer climate version of hockey in that sort of way, you know, where there's like, like a huge part of the game is actually just the chirping and shit, you know? Yeah. You know, the guys that are dipping and like just doing stupid shit and it's, it's such a fucking boys type of thing. I don't know if that's, if that's the right way to put it. Yeah. Boys rule. (laughs) I don't know. That's the whole thing. No girls allowed. That's not true. Get the girls over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, baseball is great. Uh, luckily, being from... I, I'm from uh, the West Coast of Bay Area, and I've been, I've lived here basically my whole life, and so it's easy for me to pick my sports teams. But I got into sports really when, when the, the San Francisco Giants started making their run in 2010. And we ended up playing you guys in 2014. Yeah. Which uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember. I There's nobody I hate. In baseball, more than uh, Madison Bumgarner, like just no, <laughs> just nobody. He's My just boy, like Mad Bum, fucking soulless robotic, fucking Terminator with a baseball, <laughs> just launching them, just launching them by you with hate in his eyes. Oh my god! Oh man, we cut, had such a string of great pitchers there for a couple of years. I think he caught that game ending. He's the one that caught the out on it. God damn! He caught the out on it. And he, yeah, he did the scream. I remember it like it was yesterday, dude. 
I remember it too. I was sitting in a fucking. <laughs> I was sitting down at Missy B's in from the, the opposite ends here. In the it was snow. like it was one of the best days of my life, and you're in like it was one of the worst days. Of my drag life. bar, dude. We're yeah. sitting down there, we're fucking one game away from bringing it in, and then oh my god, popped it straight up, and Bumgarner cut out it, and and he was closing after only like a three day rest too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was so dumb, dude. Oh my god. I remember I was I was working in the city as a tour guide at the time. That was my nice out of college bumming it job. I and, love being a tour guide, dude. Oh, being a tour guide is so much fun. I it's it was it was fun. cool and it wasn't. Yep. But uh you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. But uh at the time all the KC media showed up. And so there would be like news crews from KC over on the over around like the Fisherman's Wharf and shit. And I'd be on my tour. And I remember one time a, a crew interviewed me. And they're just like, oh, local Kansas City News. What do you think is going to happen? And I was just like, we're going to win. I don't know. I basically was just like all into it. And they gave me this look like, yeah, sure, buddy. The whole vibe was fun. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> your, your crews were there just like repping just in, in our city, just being disrespectful. And I respected them so much for it. It was great. For me, on my side of things, like the whole moment of that season was uh, that first game against the A's where Salvi just swung at this fucking dumbass way outside pitch that he always swings at and like <laughs> always whiffs on, you know, like mm-hmm. just this desperation swing on a pitch way outside. But then somehow it just stayed fair <laughs> and ended up winning that <laughs> game against the A's to even get us into the postseason. Uh don't worry, my A's have been getting screwed since day one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a fan of both teams. I'm not like other people in the Bay who like rep one or the other. I like both. Nice A's and the Giants. And so that the Warriors and all that. The Fisherman's Wharf that you mentioned is that uh, just like a local spot, or is that the part of the stadium that you can like paddle up to? Isn't there the sea in the stadium, like? The stadium, the Fisherman's Wharf and the stadium are two different places. Okay. The Fisherman's Wharf is like the touristy, like, it used to be the old Fisherman's Wharf, but now it's like a bunch of franchises and tourist shit. Okay. And then the ballpark itself, which is gorgeous, has has a little cove next to it, McCovey Cove, which is named after, you know, an old Giants player. And, uh, yeah, and the the stadium was designed when Barry Bonds was our guy. Right. And it was kind of before the Giants really didn't have much going on. Like they hadn't won a lot of World Series or even pennants like since the 70s leading up to that point. So Barry Bonds was the biggest thing that had happened to us in Bay Area sports for a long time. So they built the whole stadium around him and he was a left handed hitter. And so they had McCovey Cove off the right side, off the right field line. Nice. So he could just <laughs> jam. So he could drill him. Yeah. Just jam balls into the drink all day. Yeah, and they call them splash hits. Splash you know, hits, right. If they were fair. And there are a lot of, there's a little foul territory there, so you can foul into the bay, and so they don't count that. Okay. But if it is fair, then it's a splash hit, and they even have a little sign that shows you how many there are. Oh, wow. And I think it's in the mid-70s right now, and Barry is at least like 40 or 50 of them. Of course, yeah. Like, just drilling these 500-foot fucking liners right off of, uh, over the over the right field line into the bay. That's crazy. It's fucking. Really I I definitely fun. have an appreciation for those like cool looking stadiums, and that's definitely a, mm. one of the cooler features in any stadium. 
I love baseball stadiums. I want to go to every single one in the country. We'll take you to a game. I'd love to. We got the fountains out there. It's a pretty cool stadium. Oh yeah, you guys must have a, You guys have a great franchise. It must be a nice stadium. It must be taken care of well. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. The Hall of Fame's cool and everything. It's away from the city too, which is great because like you can get in okay. and out of it without any problem. It's not like our giant stadium, which is fucking in the middle of downtown. Yeah, they want the worst traffic. They want to rebuild stadiums downtown, and everyone's just like, no. Nah. Let's not do that. Well, how deep of a drive is it from what you would call downtown? From downtown itself, probably 10 minutes oh, or 12, so, you know? Yeah, not bad. nothing. And I'm probably like kind of where I'm at triangulates with downtown and the stadium, although I'm kind of closer to the stadium. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, yeah. I would fucking go to a baseball game so fast. Yeah, I, I don't know if I wear my giant shit, but I would... Oh, you know, we're over it now. I could wear my A's shit, and then people could <laughs> be like, ah, you know. Like, yeah. oh, buddy. <laughs> or I could wear my Raiders shit to a Chiefs game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll, that's the only thing you probably shouldn't do. <laughs> That'd be dangerous. I was able to see, one last thought on baseball, because I, I don't know if everyone wants to see us talk about baseball, but <laughs> I got to go to uh, uh, Wrigley the year they won it all. Um, oh, nice. Uh, you know, they. for anyone who doesn't know, the, the Cubbies. Oh, do we already get a Cubs fan? And I think Quirkass is a Cubs fan. Or was it Boobery? i got to scroll up here and see who's a Cubbies. But anyway, the Cubs didn't win a World Series for like 107 years. Yep. And um, I went to Wrigley and I saw the end of their... Uh, it was like a, a game against the Twins. It was the end of the regular season. And they were already like totally clinched in to, to go to the postseason. But I wanted to see them because I kind of had a hunch that they might win it all. And they ultimately did. And I, I'm a big Blues Brothers fan. And if you've ever seen the Blues Brothers, you know that like they have the shot of Wrigley. They go to Wrigley. They trick uh, John Candy into going there. Mm-hmm. And when I went, it looked like the exact same that it looked wow. at the Blues Brothers. Like it was a shithole. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was filthy, old, gorgeous. I loved it. And yeah. I ran all around Wrigleyville and I drank at all these shitty little dive bars and I went and watched a game with my buddy and the fucking seats were great. 80% of where you're sitting in, in Wrigleyville or in, in Wrigley, you can get hit by a foul because the whole thing is just so tight. Oh, Jesus. And, um, well, did they got that fucking brick wall out in the outfield too? Like, yeah, at the time and with there's that, and then they just had the one big, big screen. And then now they, ever since they won it all, they, they totally remodeled the joint and the whole place looks different. Huh? But, interesting. I don't think I've I, seen the new version. Yeah. They don't show it too much unless obviously you're, watching Cubs games all the time, which yeah. admittedly I don't. I don't, yeah. But um, but I got to see the Blues Brothers version before they, you know, and I got to see that team too. I got to see, you know, one of the, what is now going to be considered one of the greatest, um, you know, teams in baseball. Yep. That team. They had just the, an incredible pool of talent, and a lot of those guys are still doing their thing. But, yeah. To steer back to my list of questions, I guess. Yes, let's. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what did you ever have a, like a favorite piece or a favorite smoking method? I prefer to smoke out of bongs. Okay. Um, 
My favorite piece that I've ever seen, I didn't own, but in San Francisco, we have some really incredible head shops with some great glasswork. And I saw a fucking bong that was like 13 grand that was the size of like, it was it was a Spider-Man, like a full Spider-Man. Damn. That was like the size of, I want to say like a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just smoke this big Spider-Man. <laughs> That's my favorite piece ever that I've no. ever seen. Now, what part did you hit on the Spider-Man? Was it like I didn't at his get web shooter or was it his head? I'm not. I think he had like a, here's my handle, here's my spout type of fucking situation. Okay, all right. And you could, I don't know, maybe you could French Spider-Man and smoke him around. <laughs> smoke out his butt. But I, to me, I was just like, man, that's, <laughs> somebody made that. <laughs> somebody had the idea and made that. Um, but my favorite pieces are, are great bongs. I love a great bong, like a, a beautiful, you know, percolated fucking ice catcher, the works. You like, uh, all, like the accessories on like a real clean scientific glass type bong? Yeah. Yeah. With like reinforced glass. So I don't fucking break it. Yeah. What do you and call the, that? Is that boro? Uh, like boro silicate glass? Yeah. I do not know. Lorian is the one that. Did the head shop time, so oh yeah, she knows more about glass. Yeah, than I spent a few years managing head shops. <laughs> Is that where you got the curtain? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's a head shop purchase. <laughs> yeah, well, I figured you just took it if you like. If you like, left this place, you're like, I'm taking this curtain with me. <laughs> Fuck you guys. No, take cooler shit than the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> take that Spider-Man bond. <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys? How do you prefer to smoke? You know, if I had my way, I would do J's. I would just mm. be joints, joints, joints. But problem with joints is you use a lot of weed. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was gonna say my little Percy bowl, just my little, like personal bowl. <laughs> Your little pipe ski. <clears throat> yep, yep, little glass pipe. My friend made us. Oh, nice. I love those. Those are my second favorite. Like little pipes or or one hitters. Like a great yeah. glass one hitter that you can like hold in your mouth like a cigarette. I yeah. like those too. I like the little dugouts too, oh, when, yeah. especially when you're being conservative with your stash. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, well, I gotta not smoke all this weed all the time. Just take a little, little baddie. Just little being boosty. out and about, you got yeah. that little cigarette looking baddie. Yep. Those are oh nice. yeah, for the super secret. Yeah. Super secret sneak attack. Man, when I was a freshman in college, I had this little fucking metal flashlight that screwed into a bowl so you'd like unscrew it it was like a keychain flashlight and then you'd screw it together and it'd be a little pipe a little pipe that you can hit a little stealth pipe and i thought man this would be like a fucking museum piece one day when we're like trying to explain to our grandchildren yeah you used to have to sneak around with this like fake pipes that look like other things <laughs> yeah or like soda can stash drawers <laughs> this one's uh. weighted Christ, or or an actual soda can, smoking out of a soda can. Ooh yeah, uh, never done that. Too many pinch. times, too many times in high school. Yeah, luckily no. Oh. It's really bad for you. <laughs> Turns yeah. out, you think? <laughs> we, we had no idea at the time. We just, I mean, this meth head who worked at the grocery store with us was like, "I'll oh, just cut up a can." And we were like, "Huh?" And then he cut the can up. It's like, yeah, like that. It's the craggiest thing. I'll like, pull out my Oof. shittiest knife. You know, 
just for the occasion. <laughs> this knife's too nice. I need something like rusty to fucking make this thing with. If we're going to commit, let's commit. No doubt. I've got this little device here that I actually love that has been helping me conserve weed and be healthier, which is called a Mighty. And it's made by the same... It's a vaporizer. It's a flower vape. And it's made by the same people that make Volcano. Oh, cool. And it's basically just a handheld Volcano. It looks like a like a walkie-talkie. Man, it's been <laughs> fucking ages since I had a Volcano. I love those, those things. Those are awesome. This, yeah. This thing, you just put in a tiny little bit and... Uh, I think I've been using that for like a month now, more than the bong, and my lungs feel a lot better. So, yeah. That sounds good. Nice. a shot. Being Man, a healthy remember, guy. I just remembered that piece we had that was like the self-lighting. What was that called? Oh, I can it see like it. like a lighter bowl. But I don't remember what it like was a, called. It was like a metal pipe. And it had and its you, own lighter built in? Yeah, you push on the side of it with your thumb, and it would like flip around and click. And that lighter would flip right above the bowl. And That's then, dirty. Like, like right above the bowl. Oh, it was so it. cool. I got to find that fucking thing. I know That's it's sexy. That's hot. It was just always like a bit too much, you know? I don't know. So we didn't <laughs> take it around. Plus it probably would have probably, oh, fuck, probably got it stolen eventually if I would have taken it everywhere, you know? The thing was wild. But that was, that was a cool, I just remember that. Some one. Inspector Gadget shit. It's like called the light a bowl or something like that. Yeah, well, cool. just have a thousand lighters around. That that solves that problem, right? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Get the Amazon packs. I, I always love the etiquette question because I'm like trying to find things I've never heard of. But were there any kind of like favorite etiquette or ritual or rule in like Stoderdom that you'd follow? Because mm. there are like there's universals like um, there's like know, burning the the puff, mouthpiece puff with the lighter. Sterilizing it, right? Right, yep. I don't mind doing that. I like that. I like it too. Um, the ritual of packing a bong to me is like, <laughs> I don't I guess the word I'd use is important. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, there was a period of two years, not too long ago, about five years ago, I took two years off completely, stopped smoking weed entirely. And I didn't want to, I had to. Uh, These things happen sometimes. Things happen. Things happen, and during that time, what I missed the most was the ritual of getting the weed, opening it, grinding it, packing the bong, deciding if I want to put a little keef in there, finding a little spot, making sure the water. Da da da. I mean, all of that. I love that. Yeah, I love doing. It's to me, it's like getting the ice tea in, in the there. Or, yeah, all that shit, man. Like, there's something that. Puts me at ease. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. I uh, I get that way with coffee too. With the especially since working at the coffee shop, now that I do like pour overs or French presses or like all legitimate coffee brewing stuff, you know. Right, and coffee people, yeah, they get. I'm not a coffee guy, but coffee people get nuts about that. They love to grind, and then they do the press. And they do it's the, like it's once you know too much about it, then you can't. It's like hard to go back, you know. Oh, yeah. Because then you're like, well, this isn't special at all. <laughs> <laughs> this Mick Cafe is terrible. It's like, you know, it's like, it's the, it's all right. Don't get me wrong. It's better than not having coffee. <laughs> but it's like, oh, you know what you're missing out on. You you understand the gap between where you're at and where you could be. And the and the ritual makes it special. It, make, it makes yep. it yours. You Definitely. Know, it's, it's even better because you... 
put your fucking blood into it yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> put your foot in it, man. Put your fucking dick in it. Uh, what about you, Florian? Do you, do you have a ritual that you like? Ritual that I like? I mean, besides face washing, I guess, which is kind of a weird one. But uh, Face like, washing? Yeah, you know, washing your face in the morning. Oh, just night. in general? Oh, your daily <laughs> general ritual. habits? Facial hygiene. I don't know. Yeah. I brush my teeth it's a, a lot, too. <laughs> That's one of my favorite rituals. I like, you know... Packing my little bowl and then like sprinkling the keef on top. Yeah, I do the coffee thing because of Spence, but fucking Spencey, yeah, <laughs> all coffeeed out, dragging us into the just... coffee world. Yeah, yeah, it's great if though. I... It's great coffee, but now it's like <laughs> I now I know the formula to make it. So yeah, yeah, you're. I really... can't just uh, bullshit my coffee in the morning like I used to. You, you've tasted the good stuff. Put it on a scale and make sure it's right. Exactly. <laughs> Solo pipe, by the way. Solo pipe. That's the what it's called. Bingo. Solo pipe. The original refillable lighter with adjustable, self-igniting, unique, cool pipe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paste that into online. the bowl. That's, uh, that brings back a lot of memories, actually. Um, do you ever have a favorite smoke spot? Where you'd go and you wouldn't be bothered. Sorry, I'm packing a bowl right now. We're talking too much about... How dare you? <laughs> Try not to hit the mic or anything. Uh, so when are we smoking some weed? When are we smoking some weed? Oh, I'm really high. Oh. <laughs> wow. Choked <laughs> <laughs> <Joked> it off. <laughs> Just, wow. You look way <laughs> Who is that, by the way? I think it's uh, Steve Carroll, isn't it? Or Carell. I don't know how you say Steve it. Steve Carroll. Steve. Oh, uh, I don't know. The boss oh. guy. But I don't know. I think it's in like 40-year-old virgin or something. Okay. Okay. He sounds like the guy who's on the PBS show. Uh, I could be really totally like fucking wrong about that, by the way. Because to me, it's from no agenda. <laughs> I think wow. that's... I'm pretty sure that's where I heard it first. Oh. Uh, there's a PBS guy who's like really happy-go-lucky guy. I forget his name. He's very famous, but I don't remember him. Rick and Steves? He's just like, what? Wait, who's that? I said Rick Steves, the Rick travel Steves? guy. The travel guy. And he goes around and he's like, oh, wow, these uh, we can't get too close to these sea lions, can we? They might uh, chase us, right? He's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he sounds like, wow, I'm really high. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> PBS. The only thing good about PBS. I feel like that, you know. On a regular basis. Wow. I am really high. It's true. Uh, my favorite smoke spot ever is there's a uh, a local spot around here where I grew up that's called Dinosaur Hill. Okay. And uh, it's where I live. Um, there's a lot of really cool mountain ranges that are kind of isolated. Like we have like high hills and then we have one high mountain range that's that's by itself called Mount Diablo. And Mount Diablo is one of like the best places in the world to see the most landmass from any one given point. Because wow. most of the time, when you go to a high mountain range that's above, you know, say three thousand feet, there's other mountains and shit in the way. Right. But with this one, there's just this one, and then a couple smaller ones that are like half the size. So if you really fucking have like an hour or two, and you want to drive up this fucking thing. You can just have the most unbelievable view 
but there, there are a lot of hills that you can get to a lot quicker, like 20, 30 minutes that see that mountain and also a bunch of other shit as well. And I love going up there and I've, you know, taken friends up there. I've taken girls up there. That's, I love that spot. And, and there's of course a lot of shit carved in the trees and yeah, you know, that sort of thing. General buffoonery. Yeah. Just, you know, your classic makeout spot, or I guess is what the, the old movies would call them. Um, Lava's Lane, kid. Lava's Lane, make out mountain. <laughs> uh, you, you get, take your steady girl there. Uh, but nowadays, I'm like, you know, I'll show up and I'll be like, how many bras are just sitting around smoking blunts? Or, you know, is there someone fucking, <laughs> you know, really, really getting it on with somebody up there? Who knows? You never know what'll go, <laughs> go on up there. But I love, uh, I love a view. I'm a view guy. Definitely. Views are nice, man. Scenery yeah. in general. Especially outdoor ones. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess for a real view you'd almost have to be outdoors. There's a few exceptions, I guess. If you're in like a really great theater or some kind of huge ass arena, mm-hmm. it can have somewhat of a the same effect, but like oh. a side of a mountain, there's just nothing really like that for sure. No. Or or being in some you know, fantastic valley um, that's just green and dope. And, you know, finding a waterfall somewhere. That shit's fucking... That's what it's all about, baby. That's what it's all about, baby. That's what life's about. A sunset, a beautiful view, and a lovely lady. That's all you need. Absolutely. That's all Simple. you fucking need. Simple. Um, Smoking on the job. What are your thoughts? What are your... Jobs you can do it, jobs you can't, but have not been able to do it. This is off the record, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. This isn't. Uh, we just put I, it on RSS. Nobody listens to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows who I am here. Nothing, it, it stays in the bowl. Um, I, I love getting high at work. <laughs> but <laughs> Me too. that being said, yeah. I, of, I oftentimes can't get high at work. Yeah. Because my my job is, is can be pretty stressful, and I I need to like have my wits about me. Definitely. But if it's clear that like nothing's going on, and I'm just going to be farting around at the office or doing nothing, then yeah, I will get high. Because um, I I like I can come down from it pretty quick, and it's not you know I don't go nuts. Yeah, but definitely. You get it's you, it's not a good thing. Once though. you get once you get older, <laughs> you kind of know your limits, and you know what's going on and yeah but you always you always do sacrifice a little bit of that something don't you you just like you're just like well i'm not gonna be able to quite perform at 120 percent no you won't but but i will be able to perform at 420 (laughs) percent engage you know (laughs) there are some jobs that surprised me when i like realized like damn but there's no way I could pull this off, you know? Yeah, there's some jobs you just can't. Like, do. one of those was roasting, and it was literally, like, uh, on 420, and, like, all the dudes on the floor, at the, the on the production floor, would smoke, you know? It's, and like got yeah, me holidays, in, yeah. You know, at the, at the morning break, they're like, hey, come on, man, it's 420. So you can't say no. But then mm-hmm. you go back in, and you got to keep these fucking roasts going, and you really need that short-term memory especially, because you need to know, how much of what bean is in each of the five roasters that you're roasting at the same time in. Mm. And then you start just going, 
oh, if I get out of here without getting my ass kicked today, I'll never do it again. I swear. Just get me out of here. You're a little sluggish. You know, you're yeah. not moving quite as fast as you like. And yeah. And that's like, you got to be pushing around 150 pound loads of beans, you know? Like, See, that's, but that's manual labor. That's tough. That's like, you're really jamming and you're, you got to be responsible for shit. See, My job is like going over contracts and Excel spreadsheets. So yeah. it's like for that, it's like I can get high and I can enjoy my work a little more, but it's not going to make me better at my job. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same with uh, trying to play with code that I've, that I've been doing recently. It's like you got to save that until you're done for the day with code, man. Mm. Otherwise, you're just going to be like looking at this fucking screen. Dude, I can't even imagine on it and just being like, coding fucking is tough to keep wrap your head around, man. I couldn't imagine doing all that high. Yeah. But. It's not as bad if you're just doing like the design element part and you're a little mm. baked because that's what I'm, I guess, more familiar with anyway. And it's just about how stuff looks, you know? So you're like, oh, I'm changing the color. I'm going to change the font. Oh, yeah, for that. This, yeah. Make this a little wider. Oh, that should be down here. Well, let's get a little chop choppage. Let's get some chops like, on it. Yeah. Doing the middle tier logic of, you know, routing something or how am I going to make this music player turn on <laughs> my stupid mm. site? Yeah, then you got to actually uh, figure things out. Yeah. But for the record, getting high at work, fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, getting high just all the time. Anything basically. anything fun you can do at work is always just like a bonus cuz work <laughs> just baseline work sucks, you know? So work sucks. If you it's like do, do. Oh, we're at work like, Even you pooping. Know. So there's there's a weird thing where two negatives make a positive. <laughs> work sucks and pooping sucks. But if you're pooping at work, then you're fucking winning. You're just like, "Yes." Mhm. Mm-hmm. Cuz you like have a little break and you're getting paid. And you're like, "Well, I hate I hate going poop, but if you get paid for it, then that's great. You can literally hear yourself getting paid. You know, <laughs> you're just like somewhere an accountant is like taking care of your shit while you're taking care of your shit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Getting fantastic. high every yeah. day. Smoke weed every I mean, day. I mean, whenever you're going to... Smoke weed every day. That's what yeah. days are for, smoking weed. That's what I thought, anyway. Fucking step in the right direction, after all. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, before we wrap things up, did you have any um, thing you wanted to get out off your chest? Weed-related? Oh. Story-related? Boy, fucking do I. Not to. All you motherfuckers. Nah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Not to just put you at the spot right at the end, but. Yeah, no. Uh, I also don't want to, like, you know, leave what, anything behind. Well, I we talked a lot about me. I'd like to know a little bit more about you guys just real quick. I guess oh. I should think of a good question. Um, Fledger says, are going to pay. Are going to pay. Are going to pay. Aren't going to pay. Now. Well, I'd like to give a shout out to the chat. Say hi to Boobery and Quirk S and absolutely uh, and Fletcher Poo and uh, who else? Stacy's in there. Circus Media. Circus Media. Uh, uh, I just hit this bong. Let me hit. Let me hit it again. Maybe if I get more high, maybe I'll. Maybe if I get a little high, I don't remember. Okay. 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 Got one. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, so what's your favorite position? My favorite position. <laughs> I think I have a button for it. 69! 69, <laughs> dudes! 69ing is fun. Yeah. Woo! That was our cold open a few shows ago. <laughs> was I, I love that. that. <laughs> I, I had no idea you guys were going to use that as your opener. That's yeah. so funny. It was just it was too perfect. F- <laughs> Sometimes we get a voicemail where just like three to five words are so perfect. Or when Carolyn was talking about her involvement with the dildo conventions across the yes. on the national circuit. Yeah, yeah. Sixty nine though, I mean for me you do it. you're giving it and you're getting it. It's my birthday too, June 9th, so it's your birthday, June 9th. That's right. You're born on 69, dude. Yeah. 69. Oh, yeah. Man. So I've always what does had it. Make like you, a, does it make you, uh, was it, uh, the, like, like w- the first time I found out it was a position, I was like, no fucking way. That's my <laughs> shit right there. What does he say? Boobery. What's your favorite position? Never ever. You've never ever done 69? Invade Russia in the winter. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> He's just doling out <laughs> advice in there. He's doling out advice in the chat. Yeah. What about you, Lorian? <laughs> I know it ain't much. And you don't have to, if it's a personal question, I don't mean to, but you know, you guys are. No, we're in the bowl, man. Yeah, all right. I like cowgirl. Universe cowgirl. Nice. That's that's actually one of my favorites for sure. It's just like you're in control. You're like, all right, I want to get there and I know how to get there. So just give me the yeah. wheel. <laughs> nice. I know me. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. There's a comedy bit on that, I think, with the the hand jobs. It's just like you could never give a guy a hand job, a better hand job than he could give himself. This is basically the thesis of the because you just you're it's you're true. very well learned in that regard. I know what I like. Yeah. Yeah, we well, gotta. That's why we like the stuff we can't get from ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something involving a, a mouth or. Oh, you know, this or that or the other thing. Yes. Anything but a hand, I guess. <laughs> really. I can't get my feet up there either. So. Oh, and thank you for being cordial of my date that I had on Friday. Oh, yeah. I How did that go? It didn't. Uh, we had to reschedule. Oh, uh, but she's co- We saw each other last weekend. We had a great time then. And we'll see each other this coming weekend. Perfect. But they had a great goddamn time. Great. Yeah. I had to, I had to say something perverted before we left. Uh, yeah. It had to be done. You know. I, just, I can't help myself. I'm a child. Yeah, well, it's a good show to get it out on. <laughs> get it off my chest. Get it on the chest. You know what I'm saying? Bam. Yeah, no doubt. Hoo-ah. It's a, it's a way to finish strong. <laughs> finish strong. Keep it strong. Keep it strong, folks. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Getting to know uh, the buds a little better. Always a oh, pleasure man. to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me, you too. I really, really appreciate it. This is a great time. Hell yeah. And stick around. We'll goof around a little bit as we edit the show in the post show. And until next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Oh, this is kind of interesting, but all right. I'm pretty high. I'm hammered. Yeah, you're blurry right now. It's good shit. You were feeling that shit. They had a great goddamn time.